At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Brooklyn Frankfurt Preview Podcast Series 2015. Welcome to another Britflix Frightfest Preview Podcast. Today I've got with me, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Isabel Coixet. I'm a filmmaker from Spain and I'm the director of Another Me. Indeed, and can you give us a brief synopsis of Another Me? Um, you know, Another Me is the story of a girl. Uh, a girl with a, you know, father, whose father is uh, ill. Whose uh, mother is having an affair with a mysterious guy. And this girl is trapped in this world of uh, horror, fantasy, She's trying to, she's trying, as all teenagers are, and, and most adults too, she's trying to find who, who she really is. She's trying to find uh, mysteries of her past. She's trying to find who is she at the end. Okay, okay. Um, and, people, and it's showing at Frightfest on Saturday the 29th of August at 4.15 uh-huh. in the Discovery Screen 2. Is that right? Yeah, it's all right. That's all right. Cool, cool, cool. Right now, let's look at let's look at how this film was made. It's a adaptation of a novel, yeah. Yes, it's an adaptation of a uh, of a novel of a Scottish a brilliant Scottish writer, Cathy uh, McPhee, and um, you know uh, the producer Rebecca Gilderson. Uh, she gave me that novel, and I, you know, saying you know, it's a it's a novel for young adults. But but I think there is something there for you. And, you know, she has a very good taste. And when I read the novel, I said, I said to myself, wow, there is something here. There is something here I want to explore. And, you know, so I start writing with the permission of the, the author. I start writing. I start, you know, trying to, to, to you know, to write a script from it. And, and you know, it was... It was a film, I never did a film like this before. All my films are like, you know, heavy adult dramas. But I really want to explore a theme who was, you know, which is a, a very deep obsession of mine, is a teenage angst. Mm-hmm. And uh, and how when you're a teenager, you know, the world seems uh, a much more scary, but at the same time, much more vivid world. 
So that was my, my aim during the film. Now, obviously, a novel has got a lot more in it than a film script has. Um, what were the challenges for you in, 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 taking, in adapting that story to, script, to a script format? Um, you know, first of all, I, I, I spoke with the author, and I think she was, you know, she was very keen to, to give me freedom. That's very important when you're, you're adapting a novel. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we discussed about, you know, Japanese horror films and, um, and, you know, films from the late 70s, like, uh, The Other by Robert Mulligan. Okay. Which was a film I, I really adore. And, um, you know, I, I, I work, uh, especially, you know, the main character is this girl who's, you know, who's in the middle of this, you know, all these, all these problems at her home, all these problems at school, and how this, this other person who looks like her, is playing with her. So, mm. you know, it's a film who goes from, you know, between reality and fantasy, and there is a moment you don't know exactly what it, which is which, or, is, you know, which is something, even now as an adult, I, I found very often in my life. So, so was it, was it, was it about trying to get, obviously, what is in, in a book you could, you could see, you could read is in somebody's head, and then making that visual as part of a screenplay? Yeah, but you know what? At the same time, I've I've done several adaptations of books, and I think the most important thing is get you know the core of the book. Okay. And then when you really know what the what the book about, you can play with it. You can make it more you know more visual, or you can you can try to say the same things they were which are saying in the book yeah. uh, with images, and that's what I I try to do. Okay, okay. Now, when you were um, when you when the script was all done and you were getting in preparation for shooting the movie, what uh-huh. as, what aspects of the script were seemed the hardest to for the shoot, and how did how did you how did you how did you meet those challenges in the script in terms of what you shot? You know, I'm, what I'm thinking there is that mm-hmm. obviously budgets are finite, and you know you can't just do what you want, and and. How did you work within those constraints to, to, to get to shoot the movie? You know, it's it's funny because I never, I mean, for me, uh, the magic would happen in, on set is something I always found easy, you know. Okay. Even if it's, you know, in, if we were shooting in the middle of a, a very cruel winter in Cardiff, there was rain, there was fog, there was mud, there was cold. But I found, you know, I always found all these things which are happening in reality uh, fascinating because you can incorporate everything to the shoot. Mm. To me, making a movie is about uh, is about an adventure, an adventure with amazing travel companions, which are the actors. And I never, you know, all these challenges are it's just what what filming and shooting and being a director is about and I love them <laughs> um, my, yeah it's true you know um, it's difficult. Okay. difficult when I'm doing it and you know and we are like you know in the middle of of the rain and and, and you have to ask an actress to go with just a t-shirt and get you know get down and dirty in the mud but 
but all these things are, you know, are just wonderful in a way and very stimulating. The things I found more difficult is, you know, deal with, with, you know, with financiers and producers and all these things. All these, you know, all this world around the world of filmmaking. That I found difficult, but, you know, maybe it's just my nature. <laughs> my character, my rebel character. <laughs> now, you've got, in the lead, you've got Sophie Turner, who to a lot of people at Fright Fest is going to be very recognisable as um, yeah. uh, from Game of Thrones. How, how, did you, yeah. uh, how did you come to cast her? How did that come about? You know, we did we did an open casting, and we I I saw I don't know lots of actresses, lots of very young girls, very talented. But Sophie had something special, and I have to say, and nobody believes me when I say that. But when I saw her in the casting, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, okay. not even a chapter. <laughs> I mean, I'm not you know, Game of Thrones is not my thing. You know, it's. Uh, so I, you know, of course I see, I, I saw her CB and I saw she was in this thing, but also at the, the, the time we did the casting, it, you know, it wasn't as popular as it is right now. Oh, in the last years. Um, she was really amazing. She was wonderful in the, the audition. If you don't already subscribe to Britflix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. Sophie was, you know, marvelous. And, and also she's a very down-to-earth person. I think it's very, you know, when you're so young and you're, you know, that kind of famous, it's very easy, you know, very easily you, you know, you lose yourself. And she gets her shit together very well. And... And and she's 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 a great girl, a great woman, and in a very very extremely good actress. So so she embraces character, and and I don't know how you know the child of some would come out without her. Oh, that's that's, that's high praise indeed. Um, what 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 kind of director would you say you are? Um, in the sense of, in the sense, I ask that, and, and I mean it in a very binary way. Um, are you the kind of, are you, are you an autocratic kind of telling everybody what to do director, or how do you like to collaborate with your cast and crew? Um, I, I think I'm a very hands-on director. Okay. I also am the camera operator of my films, all oh, okay. my films. And I work, you know, I work with the, uh, with the camera crew, uh, you know, really, you know, behind me and following me to, to, you know, and also I work with an amazing DP called Jean-Claude Darieux. I work with him in, in, in seven films. Oh, okay. And another me is the seventh film we did together. No, it's the sixth. So because you, after so that, trust, we have so done another him, one. I'm sorry? So there's a lot of trust there between you. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're working together in the last 20 years, and he really understands what kind of light I need, and also he gave me enough space to play with the camera, and I I love to improvise. I love to, you know, I love to get to know an actor and then uh, know how I have to approach uh, their approach to the character, okay. and, you know, if someone needs... Ten takes, 
I'm, I'm, but I'm all for it. But if, if they, I, I can see at the third take they get tired, and and there's not improvement. Then I change them. I, you know, I'm very, you know, I know how to change direction when it's needed. And okay. and I really, I'm very happy. I'm set. It's outside the set, you know. A set is a wonderful place because you say action and then action and then everybody moves and you say cut and then everybody stops. I wish life would be like that. So do I. So do I, Isabel. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, now, obviously... The, Who doesn't? Indeed, indeed. Um, the Fright Fest audience is, is, is known for being a, a, a discerning crowd. Um what what are you most excited for them to experience with your movie? Um, I hope they can immerse themselves in the in the atmosphere of the film, and and all these barriers between fantasy and reality. Uh, you know, they can you know they can be mixed and blur and. And I hope they really have a good time and they enjoy all the performances, not just Sophie, but I love uh, uh, um, Reese Eifens in the film. I think he does an amazing performance and mm. I, I love him dearly. <laughs> now let's remind people, it's showing at Discovery Screen 2 on Saturday the 29th of huh? August at 4.15, huh? okay. Um, and one, okay. Last question, one last question for you, Isabel, that I like to, I've asked everybody. Um, as we're Britflix, and there's films from all over the world, and obviously oh. you're, 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 you yourself as a director are from outside of these shores. Um, I like, I've been asking everybody to tell me their favourite British horror film. My British favourite film? Yeah, British horror film, British horror film. Ah, my horror film, mm, The Ring. No, but Brit... The Ring, Brit the Japanese. Have you got a favourite British horror film, Isabel? Um... You know which film I love? That's there is the Innocence, yeah. the Jack Clayton film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can you can tell if it's a real horror film, but I love it. No, no, that's and a classic. It's one that's, of my, a cl that's a classic. It, it's one of my favorite films. I love that film very, very, very much. Okay, well, look, thank you very much for coming on the Britflix podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And have a great screening at Frightfest. Uh, I hope so. It's. If you don't already subscribe to Britflix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did something for the first time. 